This podcast contains explicit content. This is Hardly Focus. Uh, don't recite Pulp Fiction while your wife's in labor. Uh, while, it's, uh, while it's on TV. With the nurse that's helping her give birth. Huh, Mike? Why, why do you say this? Why would you know this? <laughs> the nurse and I were riffing. It was great. And it's like, hey, I'm having a kitty. And like, whatever. Hear more at hardlyfocus.com. You are listening to The Ack and Jack Show. Hey, we're the Ack and Jack Show. Chris Ackiardi, Jack Gill. You can find us at ackandjack.com. That is A-C-C and jack.com. Uh, Ack, I have not been watching the... Really paying attention to the January 6th hearings pretty much mm-hmm. the most i know i know two things about it off the well three things off the top of my head that it's about what happened on january 6th uh mm-hmm. that that's i think the most helpful to know yeah <laughs> and uh otherwise you'd just be really confused and go but it's july like look i had a bad day on january 7th but i don't <laughs> see anyone having congressional hearings about that <laughs> uh i i know that something big happens uh, with it because then Stephen Colbert does a live episode of his show uh, mm-hmm. to, to talk about it and then uh, that they're doing this in prime time too yeah it's, it's not just something that happens on C-SPAN at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday it's it's they're, right they're, yeah. they're actually airing these and doing these at night so the entire country can can follow along yeah so what has been going on with that? If, if you've been paying attention, if you have like a quick like TLDW. Um, well, I think they've been making a very good case. Um, the main goal is to prove that everyone in Trump's inner circle knew that Biden won the election, that there was no fraud, that, that there was no uncertainty Biden, they knew like on the day that the voting started, they were, they knew Biden won. Uh, They knew that the crowd was going to be violent. They were going to be armed. um, And they basically encouraged it anyway. Um, So, so there, there's been a lot of reveals of either, you know, unearthed audio messages or text messages or just, um, you know, testimony from aides and various low level staffers around the white house. Basically every major Trump apologist who in the past two years has been going around saying it's rigged, it's rigged is on record in those first days going Trump fucking lost. He needs to get (laughs) out there and say, I lost, please don't raid the Capitol. Like, and, and then in front of the cameras, they said, oh yeah, it was rigged. Go out there, you know, patriots, grab your muskets. Um, so they're really making it impossible because the argument in favor, the the pro Trump argument would be, he had no idea this was going to happen. He wasn't involved. He didn't lead it. It got out of hand. He had nothing to do with it, but each new hearing provides more evidence that he absolutely knew he was being advised by everyone to put a stop to it. And he actively refused every time and just kept escalating it. I mean, that, that much was obvious just with how, what it was he was tweeting. Yeah. I mean, saying that, on, that's on the, the day thing. itself, it, it's infuriating because it is extremely obvious. You know, anyone, I would like to think anyone with the slightest bit of common sense and interpersonal skill could look at Donald Trump and go, Oh yeah, that's a guy who's fucking trying to overthrow the government. Like, duh, like look at everything he's doing and everything he's saying, but because so many of his supporters and even to so many conservatives who don't like him, but feel like their political brand is irrevocably tied to him they need to be able to tell themselves, oh, it's a witch hunt. Oh, he had nothing to do with it. Oh, it's all just blown out of proportion. So I think being able to remove any plausible deniability 
for these people is is a very good thing. Does it surprise you, shock you to know that the people in his circle weren't siding with him? Like that they actually believed what any rational thinking person, American, was thinking? I wouldn't say I'm particularly surprised, no. I think that was a common theme throughout his entire administration and also why he had such incredibly ridiculous turnover of his staff. Um, I think a lot of people who worked in his White House tried to be normal human beings, you know, like, and, and I, I personally, you know, I'm, I'm very much a liberal Democrat. I don't agree with Republicans on pretty much anything, but I think you can be a Republican and be like a good person. Yeah. I think that's possible. And I think most of the people in the Trump White House were trying to walk that line of, you know, I want to be in this White House because I believe in the Republican policy positions that the Trump administration also claims to believe in. But the president keeps talking about wanting to nuke hurricanes, and that's fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) So it's that weird you know, walking the line of, I want to support this guy, but he keeps saying and doing things that are really bad. <laughs> and what do I do about that? <laughs> it's almost like the the level of severity compared to nuking hurricanes and uh, uh, insurrection. Yeah. Government overthrow. Yeah. Because it was, was it McConnell who was like actually pissed that it happened because his uh, his wife was in danger or something. Yeah, well, a lot of um. So one thing, one pretty shocking, damning thing that came out from last night's hearing was uh, they got the audio recordings of Mike Pence's Secret Service. They were calling their families because they thought they were about to die. Jesus, because because the crowd was chanting hang mike pence and <laughs> now was that now was that people just starting that on their own or was trump like starting the chant and getting people riled up there so trump wasn't there trump did a did a rally elsewhere in dc and then went home and watched the whole thing on tv okay. yeah because he while was like the, down while the rally then went to the capitol yeah he was like down um, the street like at one of the like yes, a, like he a was park nearby. Or, yeah yeah, they also they made clear um, the place he was at had it's like a place where the president often is. So they have 24 seven emergency broadcasting equipment. Mm-hmm. And they were saying to him, they were like, you could in five seconds be on TV talking to this crowd and tell them disperse, you know, put your weapons away, go home. And he kept going, ah, I don't want to fucking do that. That's did, a lot of work. Well, and then finally, uh, like when, because he, he got coerced into doing it, right? But then and even then he was like, you're all good people. You're well, all he got patriots. coerced into, yeah. Um, you got to go home, but you're all patriots. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to go and home, but they're telling me you have to go home. That that was another thing was there was, among among his inner circle, there was debate on should we get him to give a speech telling them to leave or should we keep him away from them because he might start ad-libbing? You know, he goes off script. He might start he might start saying things off script showing he supports them. I, I they may, just couldn't trust that he wouldn't egg on this this crowd that was literally killing capital officers. I uh maintain that like the one time I ever saw him stick to a script was when he was reading his remarks about the Las Vegas shooting. And that that was like a week after I said, like, oh, this, we need to have a terrorist uh, event happen so we can see how Trump reacts to it. And like, mm-hmm. not only did I accidentally will that into happening, but then <laughs> it was the one time Trump actually didn't ablate. And like, well, there we go. I guess that's what his reaction looks like. And it, right. and it was like straightforward. That's the worst part is if the guy just reads the remarks that his established uh, sizable communications team prepares for him, then he'd mm-hmm. be fine. But no, yeah. he has to do it. What was it fucking Frank Sinatra over there. I got to do it my way. <laughs> just, like yeah, Burger, mean, just like at Burger King, they do it my way. Like I get a, I get a Whopper, but I put fish on it because it's my well, that's way. That's what happens when you elect a malignant narcissist as president. <laughs> they don't listen to the people and their staff. Yeah. 
Um, so you sent this to me outtakes of the remarks that I, I guess this is from the, this has to be from the following day. Yeah, I think this was the day after, and this was just released to the January 6th committee, so they played this during the hearing last night. Okay. And let's just say, if you think a hearing about an attempted insurrection in the nation's capital can't have some laughs, you're in for a pleasant surprise. Okay, let me make sure this play. I'm, I'm trying to play this off my iPad, so let me make sure this plays here. Uh, here we go. Here's the, I have to split into two parts. Here's uh, the first set of outtakes from uh, former president, stupid fuckface Magoo. I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. You do not represent our movement. You do not represent our country. And if you broke the law, you can't say that. I'm not gonna, you, I already said you will pay. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defied the seat of dust. It's defiled, right? See, I can't see it very well. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'm going to do this. Let's go. But this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say Congress has certified the results without saying the election's over, okay? But Congress is certified. Now Congress is Yeah, right. Now Congress is I didn't say over, so let, let me see. Don't go to the paragraph before. It sounds like Bill O'Reilly when O'Reilly had that meltdown. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and it's it's I'm so glad they played this because you know what an egotistical shithead he is. The fact that everyone gets to see this of him just floundering and and struggling to read his teleprompter, which is a big you know attack he always liked to use on Biden was you know he can't even read his teleprompter to see him struggling to get through a sentence that's written out in front of him you know he's fucking throwing his happy meal at the wall watching this hearing my fellow um uh, my fellow uh, I don't I don't what's that word what I don't know what that word Americans, Mr. President, my fellow uh, amoebas. What? I don't know that. What's that word? What's it? Can we redo it? What's that word? I don't know that word. I don't know that. It's too hot in here. It's too hot in here. My toupee is falling off my head. My fellow Armenians. <laughs> my fellow Armenians. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts talking about genocide. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> My fellow The Offsprings album, Americana. <laughs> <laughs> My fellow Americans, you got to keep them separated. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he keeps slamming the podium, too. They, there's yeah, a slam at the, the end. The audio doesn't do justice. The little fits he's throwing. Yeah, oh, he, it's he, so he, good. He keeps, like, slapping. Like, I noticed that uh, it, towards the end of it, like, he... He either says something properly or he screws it up. I can't tell with him because his reaction could go either way. But then he like slams his hands together like 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 a fuck this. I'm done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I can't tell if it was like, yay, I did it. I got through a single sentence without stumbling over myself and mispronouncing a word or uh, I think it was a screw up. Yeah, because <laughs> again, you, you heard it at the very end of uh, of this. Uh but Congress is certain. Now Congress is Yeah, right. Now Congress I didn't say over, so let, let me see. Don't go to the paragraph before. Yeah, he's just, he's just angry. He's just upset. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I said there were two parts of it. Here is part two. I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday. Yesterday is a hard word for me. Ah, uh, good. Take the word yesterday, because it doesn't work with the heinous attack on our country. Say on our country. Want to say that? No. no, no. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's pissed because he's he's, he's inflecting at the wrong spot when he's going the vote fuck <laughs> yeah he very clearly too does not want to say any of this 
Yeah, he's very mad that he's his daughter is making him do this. Yeah, they're they're telling him to tell the truth, basically, to the country that he's was supposed to be leading, and he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, or even just just lie and pretend you're sorry. You don't even have to mean it. Just I, pretend that you wish it hadn't happened. And then behind closed doors, you can say you were glad it happened. Yeah, I do that regularly. <laughs> yeah. I have just, I, <laughs> I have many, many enemies of my own. And uh, I will definitely to their faith like, well, I'm sorry I, I said this about you. I feel bad. And then behind their back, fucking prick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called yeah. showing face. It's, it's, yeah. it's what they want to hear. But Trump cannot do that. He is biologically incapable of it. This is, uh, I don't know, you might disagree, textbook narcissist behavior when you say something like this. Yesterday is a hard word for me. <laughs> no. Well, yesterday all his troubles seemed so far away. <laughs> now it appears, my fellow Americans, it appears that they're here to stay. <laughs> oh, I believed in yesterday when I won the election. <laughs> I I believed in yesterday when you yeah. all when you were all patriots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when you just have to uh you you can't not pass blame and judgment off to something else even if it is something as simple as a multi-syllable word. Mhm. Like <laughs> Too many, too many letters in the word yesterday. Who do I talk to about shortening this? <laughs> um, see, I'm not even doing that good of a Trump impression because I'm saying like complete sentences. Yeah, but you don't have to. It's he's such a weird character that you just know who it's supposed to be. <laughs> just talk like a weird ghoul and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you're doing Trump. <laughs> talk. Hey, smooth skin, my fellow Americans. <laughs> Now that was good. That was actually really good. (laughs) (laughs) Not what I was thinking of when I said ghoul, but well done. (laughs) Uh, I just did that. uh, I'm playing New Vegas for the umpteenth time, and I just Mm -hmm. did one of my favorite storylines, the bright followers at the Repcon facility, and there's that one dude who's a full flesh and blood an unaffected human who just thinks he's a ghoul. Yeah. Weirdest thing happened to me in my recent playthrough. I couldn't get out of doing that quest. Like it made me do it to progress the main story. I swear to God, I didn't do that quest the last time I've only put beat in the game once. Uh, I swear to God, I had never seen that quest before and I don't know how I managed to skip it. Cause I, I couldn't figure it out this time. That's hilarious. Cause I don't think you can skip it. I think it's actually part of the game. Like it's, yeah. Um, I, and I'm like either, I mean, it's possible. My memory is just really bad and I don't remember doing it, but I'm like, I don't remember this quest at all. And I remember all of the other required main quests really well. So I don't know if I just glitched past it or somehow like found a really obscure way to not have to do it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, it triggers the main quest to update because the main quest, like, you know, for the first like three quarters of the main stories, you're trying to mm-hmm. f- literally find out who tried to kill you. Yeah, and, exactly. And they won't tell you in Novak. They won't tell you who tried to kill you until you go to Repcon and clear everything out. So exactly. I, if, if maybe there's, <laughs> yeah, maybe there's like some really hidden speech check or something that I managed to get my first playthrough. Or because it's New Vegas, you glitched your way out of doing it. <laughs> you glitched the quest into updating and you skipped over like a solid two hours of story. Because that's not yeah. an easy part of the game, too. No, it's not. And the whole time I'm just going, this is so weird. I have no memory of any of this. But yeah, it, it was fun. I mean, I like. I thought the, the guy who thought he was a ghoul was funny. Like, I, I was entertained by it. I was just like, how did I miss this? I don't remember doing this. He thinks he's one of us, but he's not. actually uh i think it's all the fault the bright followers they all sound like ghouls but like jason bright himself despite being a ghoul has a normal voice yeah enough yep um i I, part of the reason i hate that so much because i i think you have to uh there's nightkin in the basement that you have to clear out and that that part sucks because if if you're not 
if you do not have a good build up to that point, you you're going to struggle through that. Uh, yeah, that part of the story. So, uh, so anyway, anywho, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how easily we get distracted by the slightest Fallout reference. <laughs> One could say we're hardly focused. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, one one could say our names are Ack and Jack. Uh, <laughs> by the way, there's some. I need to find the date that I created this that sound effect and I loaded it into the system um, because there's something about that sound drop that I I will one day bring to everyone's attention but I I I want to give it some time. I want to have at least a year of playing it behind me before I start trying to get people to what the cheer or to, the the boo uh, to boo. the boo uh before I get people to really listen to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a I guess an easter egg with it oh and and uh you really have to be listening hard to hear it. It's one day I'll one day I'll get everyone. Uh, it, this will be the show that I demand everyone be present for. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll need multiple people in the room to be able to <laughs> play it and pick it out, and I will not stop playing it during that episode <laughs> until someone identifies it because I don't want to be the one to pick it out. Yep. So, anywho, um, uh, you know, you know what it was is Trump just was playing New Vegas himself. You see, <laughs> and he wanted he he didn't want to he wanted to uh, prove that he won the election that he lost, but he didn't want to do all the work himself, and he really wanted to go home and do the repcon <laughs> mission. So he sent uh, the the American populace out to do it for his work for him yep uh these bright followers and these nikin <clears throat> too many nikin not enough bright followers you know they should be called trump followers who do i talk to about patching this game and we'll call them the trump followers and i'll do this in real life where i'll hijack a rocket ship and fly straight to the moon alice <laughs> <laughs> and start a new colony called trumpsylvania it'll be a planet and I'll invent my own oxygen so we can have sustainable life. See, that's not an accurate Trump impersonation because I'm using big words like sustainable and the. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, you know what hydrosonic is? Water. Sure. <laughs> if you say so. Yesterday is a hard word for me. <laughs> oh, uh god what was it about steve bannon i saw steve bannon today was found uh, in contempt yeah he was found guilty on two counts of contempt of congress once for uh failing to respond to documentation and once for uh what was the other one just like failing to appear before uh like when summoned i think okay now, but uh, it's it's unknown if the judge will actually sentence him to anything. Like everyone's obviously hoping for jail time because that would be really good and funny. But uh, it's like not. Last I saw, it is he was found guilty, but it's not known what we're actually going to do about the guilty verdict yet. Now has uh, now has Bannon served time already for anything? That I don't think so. But Stone has, right? Roger Stone? Roger Stone was found guilty, I believe, yeah. Um, again, I, I, I would be surprised if any of these people actually spend time behind bars because that's like a poor person thing. But, uh, you know. Right. Yeah, I, I highly <laughs> doubt um, if we couldn't, the, the two times that we tried to impeach Trump, I mean, mm -hmm. granted, the second time he wasn't president anymore. But if, yeah. if we if we didn't succeed twice, I highly doubt that he will serve any jail time while he's still alive. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's one thing that's sort of, you know, oh, he's not going to serve jail time while he's alive. But also he might not serve jail time when he's alive because he's in terrible physical health. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, he like they give him compassionate release before he actually does anything. Yeah. He, uh, he probably like, you know, I just got to say people who think he's a good chance of being a Republican front runner in 2024, 
uh, a morbidly obese 78 year old who had very severe COVID. Uh, I wouldn't put it past him to not be in the necessary state of fitness to run for president in 2024. Sure. Even though, uh, I mean, like I know we've talked about this before it's going to happen, but Oh my God, I just hope he doesn't get enough support to, to make it as far as he did before. Yeah. I mean, if he chooses to run, he will essentially be guaranteed to win the Republican nomination because he's still widely beloved by voting Republicans. The issue is that he's widely hated by everyone else in the country. So, you know, it's kind of funny. It's the catch 22 of the Republicans right now. Biden is unpopular enough that if they were to run anyone but Trump, they could probably win in 2024, but they're going to run Trump, which is the only way they will be guaranteed to lose. Yep. Yep. And uh, uh, now this was the mindset that we all had a few years ago. I mean, Mm -hmm. we got Biden got elected and it was everyone was just happy because Trump was out of office. And it really, I mean, like Biden as a human is much better. Yeah. But things have been uh, things have been tough. Yeah. Not entirely his fault. And now again, I'm not I don't want to be I'm not trying to sound like an apologist. It's just Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that are out of his control. Yeah. I mean, uh, most of the economic stuff is happening globally. Yeah. I mean, a a lot of it is due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Nate and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's just he uh, it's just like the other. It's every president that's come before him. He he just inherited uh, a pile of manure and he needs to try to clean it up or at least shove it off into a corner. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of as long as I've been alive, that's basically been, uh, you know, George W. Bush and leaves behind a massive couple of shit the bed moments. Obama gets shit on his entire two terms for not fixing everything fast enough or perfectly enough. Then Trump comes in, makes things worse. Now Biden is once again unpopular because he's not fixing everything fast enough or perfectly enough. So the only way I could see Biden potentially succeed, like succeeding enough that his approval rating comes out of the gutter, is if he get. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like oh, I need more time to do this, but if he got a second term out of it, which he's not getting, um, that gives him some time to kind of reverse course and. I think he might still be able to win a second term because, again, he's unpopular, but the Republicans are also wildly unpopular. Right. So well, he's also going to be 82, right? Or he's going to be 82. And, you know, I don't love that. I, I've had people tell me it's unfair and ageist to, you know, treat someone differently because of their being being old. But, yeah, I, I wish that much like how you have to be at least 35 to be president I wish he had to be like less than 70 (laughs) personally. I think that would, I'd feel a lot better. Yeah. Where that's the case. It's a speed limit sign. Yeah. (laughs) Minimum and maximum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He, yeah. 82. You got to see how he's doing now because he has COVID. Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to be fine because again, he's in better physical health just at a baseline than Trump ever was. Um, and he was double vaccinated, whereas Trump was a COVID denialist. Yeah. So those things, and and we have Paxlovid now, which is you know a very effective treatment for people who have COVID. Now, so is Pat that? And I'm never going to be able to pronounce it, much like Trump can't pronounce certain words. Yes, it is a hard word for me. <laughs> uh, but was it Paxlovid? Paxlovid, Paxlovid. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, t- I take a thing called venlafaxine and it took me three years before I could finally pronounce mm-hmm. it correctly. So, yeah. uh, but doesn't that, can't that cause like recurrent COVID? Like, isn't that what Stephen Colbert took when he had COVID the first time? And then a month later, he had COVID again. Like, does, oh, I don't know about that. Cause I, I know that the, uh, well, no, I've heard that some who've taken some of those treatments, Mm-hmm. They they then start presenting COVID like symptoms where effectively they test positive uh, again. They mm-hmm. might not even have COVID again. It's just they're showing symptoms of it enough that it tells the test like, "Hey, you have it." You might right. not have it, but it, interesting. You, yeah, you're, so I don't know. I I 
uh, I don't know how that works. I also love still when Trump told his followers that he was vaccinated mm-hmm. and they all started booing him. Yeah, well, he thought <laughs> he thought he would get credit for it. He was saying, oh, we should call this the Trump vaccine. It's all thanks to me. If you got the vaccine, you're welcome. And then he just didn't take into consideration that he had talked his supporters into hating the vaccine. <laughs> so they didn't care. That is true Fox News behavior right there. That it's it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you know, I, I I'm fascinated by the dichotomy, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier about the people in his inner circle who to the cameras were entirely parodying what Trump was saying. But behind closed doors, we're all telling him, sir, please stop. Um <laughs> I think the Fox News effect is people can tell a true believer and why a lot of people who like, you know, worry like, oh, the next Trump who's more intelligent or more competent, you know, he's going to do a better job of bringing fascism to America. I'm not worried about that because Trump supporters don't want the competent or, you know, more intelligent, more well-read version. They like it when they are as stupid as they are. And they can tell when it's sincere. They know when you're faking it. And Trump is not faking it. He, is gen- he genuinely believes everything that he says. Yep. Even wh- he, he could say two things in the same sentence that completely contradict each other. And he believes them both. Absolutely. And so do all of his followers. And that's, uh, they, they can tell. If you're just if you're just saying that because you want their approval and you want their votes, they know. Do you think that his family, his sons, Ivanka, do you think they could face jail time or any or any sort of serious repercussions for their involvement in January sixth? I would say it would surprise me if they did but I am of the opinion that they can and should, um, even if not for January 6th, I think um, there's a lot of financial crimes that the family has been very blatantly involved in. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, like that's, I, that's kind of what I'm expecting to happen. I think the more likely scenario is the January 6th hearings wrap up. No, nothing is done to Trump or any of his family in, in regards to that. But then, like, the week after the final January 6th hearing, the district attorney of New York just, like, arrests the entire family for, like, running a fraudulent foundation. Oh, so, like, something like that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like Al Capone <laughs> getting arrested for tax evasion. Yeah, or Shkreli. Yeah. Shkreli, whatever his name is, Martin Shkreli. The, uh, yeah. Uh, it was the like security. Bro. Yeah, but it was like securities fraud or something like that. Like, at that point, he yeah. already, everyone hated him, and it was almost sort of, like, looking for an excuse Right, to put but him what away, he but... was doing with the vac with the uh, insulin shot wasn't illegal. Yeah, it just it was shitty other... <laughs> as hell, but it wasn't illegal. He's just doing <laughs> so other stuff to... that was but, illegal. But you know, if you're doing something that shitty, you're also probably doing illegal shit. <laughs> sure. Uh, have you played any of the Watch Dogs games? No, I have not. Watch Dogs Two came out right around the time that the uh, the Pharma Bro stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. And they one of the first missions in the game actually is uh, they have like a parody of Martin Screlly in it. Mm-hmm. And because um, at the time, too, I believe that it was confirmed that he uh, was the winning bidder and the owner of that Once Upon a Time in Shaolin Wu-Tang Clan album. Right. And I and I, I want to say that that mission in the game also involves like <laughs> not only, uh, you know, uh, setting him up to get arrested, but then also stealing back this music that, you know, otherwise no one would ever <laughs> be able to hear. <laughs> right. He was the, the only person who had it. Yep. Oh, so but he's out of prison now, though. I think he served most of his term and was was released because I see yeah. I see that he. He keeps trying to get it back on Twitter and his accounts all get banned within hours (laughs) to the point where he's just straight up saying, hey, this is my new Twitter account. Let's see how long I can keep it going for. Yeah. Didn't that happen to Trump, too? After his first ban, he was like, here's my new account. And then that got banned like five minutes later. He definitely used the POTUS account. And I don't think that got 
banned because they can't ban that one. But like he was trying to post stuff there and he had his access revoked. Mm-hmm. And I think he was using uh, like Trump Foundation accounts Maybe, yeah. that they you know could get banned. Right. And, and and then it was banned. And then there was, what the fuck was it? It was like John Barron or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Greetings, everyone. I'm new to this Twitter thing. Yeah. How is everything? Profile pictures Trump with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also, I'm just fascinated by the screenshots of him on his new, what is it, like freedom messaging or whatever his oh, new. Oh, truth. Truth. Social, yeah. yeah. Uh, he just, he had posted in all caps and with a like truly big red number of exclamation marks uh rest in peace ivana <laughs> What's his oh message? my god people are just like well that's one way to be respectful jesus christ <laughs> 11 exclamation marks for your dead ex-wife that you raped <laughs> in all in all caps yeah and with a lot of exclamation points and then and that's someone who's procreated and introduced human life into this world. Yep. Oh dear. Uh, speaking, kind of speaking uh, of the same thing. There was a radio host who uh, he was one of the several that took over for Rush Limbaugh uh, when Limbaugh died. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just they. They kind of. I guess this is sort of like the conservative version of trying to replace Howard Stern. When instead of bringing in one entity, you bring in several and not all of them succeed. Uh, But uh, Limbaugh, you know, he passed away due to cancer. Mm -hmm. And I think there's um, there was one guy I know who got the gig and then refused to get vaccinated. And that was like only like two months into his tenure. I remember that. Yeah. And um I think he's still around, but yeah, it was such a big to do because he just he didn't want to comply with the company's uh, vaccination policy. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of companies have been enforcing it and firing people and showing yeah. that there's no there, there, there are no uh, there's no bullshit to be taken. Although I will say I've been to two concerts in the last uh, couple of weeks mm-hmm. and both venues I've gone to. One was Mohegan Sun and the other was uh, Roadrunner, which is my new favorite venue. Um, okay. On Guest Street in Boston, uh, no one's checking vaccine cards. Right? They're yeah, we were um, two weeks ago. We went to a to a drag show at the uh, House of Blues, and um, same thing. Yeah. Oh, really? Because no, no I I went to the House of Blues earlier this year, and they were checking. Uh, they they were giving out masks. They made they made me put mine on just to get into the building, and then they yeah. didn't care if I took it off. Nope. But they were checking. They were checking vax cards, but at the same time, they weren't like in-depth checking them they were just like i pulled up because i've got the app on my phone that it's kind of bullshit it's literally just like it just pulls up the picture of your card that you took right um yeah you could just use your phone app for the your camera app sure uh, and uh like i just held it up and like the guy just like glanced at it for half a second and like i think as long as he saw something vaguely resembled a vaccine card then okay right good. yeah they don't care i yeah i mean d- they're doing it to comply with, with policies, but I yeah they don't care. And at this you, point, they're not even checking. Yeah, no, they're not. Um, although, funny story, I did have to throw away uh, a little pill container that I have on my keychain when we were going in. Uh, they, you know, they make you empty your pockets to get through the metal detectors and everything. And sure, it's just like a little cylinder that I would put some pills in. You know, my like daily anxiety meds. And uh, they were like, "Can I? Is there anything in there?" And I went, "No." I shook it; it was empty. And they opened it up, and there was like a little powder residue around the side. And I went, "Well, yeah, that's from from old pills. Like I keep them in there; they bounce around a little bit of it. The you know the resin on top scrapes off and leaves a little white powder. And like we can't let, we we can't let you in with this. So I just I just threw it out. I took it off my keychain and tossed it in the trash. But and I'm I'm torn between saying I get it, mysterious white powder in a tiny capsule that was on my keychain. <laughs> I get." why that looked bad <laughs> but at the same time i'm still kind of pissed off on the principle of it that they made me throw it out <laughs> yeah yeah i i understand i uh back when i smoked i had a lighter uh in my pocket and 
I, I just didn't I didn't even think about it. that's the thing and mm-hmm. they made me throw it out when I and I was at the House of Blues and they made me throw it out when yeah. I walked in and I was pissed because it was nice like I just bought the lighter too yeah uh, but that was also a, a sign I'm like hey you, you know what probably I should stop doing smoking <laughs> which I, yeah which I've done yeah <laughs> good oddly enough you know the uh, I think part of it part of my motivation in doing that was like I don't know if motivations, right? Or just like, you know, just going into an office every day and having a job that I hated. Cause when the pandemic started and I was, uh, working now, you know, working at home and then going through mm-hmm. the split with Kate and like I kicked, you know, I wasn't drinking and I kicked smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and cause I'm like, wow, these are bad habits that anyone could easily develop given, you know, what we're going through right now. And I'm going to yeah. see if I can try to kick both. And I did, um, mm-hmm. sucked, but I did. Yeah. So I switched to vaping for about six months and then I finally gave that up too because at that point I wasn't like, you know what I do now? I always, I just constantly have gum everywhere and I'm just always chewing gum. (laughs) But I mean, I was doing that even, you know, because this is now twice I've quit smoking and I've done it by just constantly chewing gum. So if I I start feeling... It works. Yeah. Plus my breath smells nice and fresh and minty (laughs) afterwards. I work Uh, with... Like berries and cream. (laughs) Berries? Berries and what else? <laughs> Berries and what else? Cream. <laughs> Berries and cream. Berries and cream. That loves berries and cream. Berries and cream. Berries and cream. I'm a little lad that loves berries and cream. I appreciate your like recent trend of having T-shirts that reference extremely obscure. <laughs> Like commercials from ten plus years ago. Your I'll call now. I, I saw that. I had a Vietnam War flashback. I hadn't thought about that commercial once since the last time I saw it, probably twelve years ago, and it was as if I had just seen it a minute ago when I saw that shirt. <laughs> uh, that is the reaction that many people have had uh not not only to that shirt but if i bring up that commercial if i quote that commercial uh Hmm. so uh, we actually a few weeks ago it was the last time it froze on the show this is i think maybe uh a month ago now (laughs) we did a whole segment about that commercial where Mm -hmm. what you just said i did to him yeah and then uh there's a great account i follow on instagram called shithead steve yeah and they were selling that shirt (laughs) It's just a picture of the guy. <laughs> just like, his face, one of pure defeat. <laughs> Man, they really painted in a positive light a very abusive relationship. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that that's that goddamn Sears commercial. And if you type in, if you go on YouTube too, and you just type in Sears, like you start to type out Sears, the, like the first result that comes up is Sears air conditioning commercial. Nice. Uh, and have you seen the dramatic uh, reinterpretation of it? No, I don't think I have. Oh, man. There's uh, this guy, Pro ZD. He's a voice actor. Okay. Uh, yeah. Song Woo yes. Chun. Is that his name? Yeah. he's. I'm actually playing a game right now, and he voices one of the main characters. I'm, like, really happy because this guy's YouTube videos were always fantastic. And when I found out he was a voice actor, I was like, guy deserves it. Um. <laughs> All right, I'll do. I'll do this for you. I'll do. I'll do for you what I did for Fro. So here's uh, the original commercial for the mm-hmm. uh, for the unaware. I cannot live another day without air conditioning. It says tomorrow's going to be hotter. Hotter? Like yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday, you said you'd call Sears. I'll call today. You call now. I'll call now. So what's the paper say about tomorrow? Another scorcher. Cool. So he did uh, four different dramatic reinterpretations of that commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pro ZD did this. So here's, uh, uh, I'll play a couple of them. Uh, comic book villain. Here we go. I cannot live another day without air conditioning. Tomorrow's going to be hotter. Hotter? Like yesterday. 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 You said you'd call Sears. I'll call today. You'll call now. I'll call now. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> and he did an old timey like 1940s version too. Yep. Just as brilliant. Here we go. 
Uh-huh. I cannot live another day without air conditioning. Says tomorrow is going to be hotter. Hotter? Like yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday you said you'd call Sears. I'll call today. You'll call now. I'll call now. <laughs> uh, the the I, I guess a downside to, you know, being at home like 90% of the time is that I, uh, I have all these wonderful T-shirts. For example, I'm, the shirt I'm wearing right now is Bill Clinton listening and holding up all of his favorite Stone Roses albums. Uh, <laughs> but I have like nowhere to, to show them off. But when I went to the show last night, Roadrunner, I actually wore the I'll Call Now shirt and people were just staring at me. <laughs> yeah. But I was probably <laughs> what you said about Vietnam flashbacks, PTSD. I was yeah. probably triggering everyone that saw the shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. That commercial. Yeah. There was also, a, I think it was a cracked article at one point. It was uh, like the top five erotic fan fictions about the, the siblings in the Kroger coffee commercial. <laughs> oh, I don't <laughs> so, even remember that. Yeah, there's just some commercial about these two, this like brother and sister living together. And they're like so passionate about drinking their coffee in the morning that it spawned like a entire genre of erotic fan fiction. <laughs> oh, my God. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I know what you're talking about now. Okay, uh, yeah, it's like a yeah Folgers incest commercial. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, hold on, I I want to pull it up and play it now. But you know, if I type incest commercial into YouTube, I'm I'm afraid of what I'm gonna get. Yeah. Oh, here, okay. I I think I found the right one. I hope I found the right one. Uh, one sec here. Okay, here we go. I must have the wrong house. Sister. <laughs> oh, I missed you so much. They waited up all night for you, you know. It's a long way from West Africa. Oh, real coffee. He's here. I brought you something from far away. Really? Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? You're my present this year. The best part of waking up is folders in your cup. More like folders in your box, am I right? <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I'd like to think... <laughs> I'd like to think I'm innocent enough just to, to get that that's clearly just to be uh, supposed to be a wholesome moment between siblings who haven't seen each other in a long time. But I've now also been on the internet long enough <laughs> that I can go, yeah, obviously people are going to think they fucking. <laughs> oh, they're absolutely fucking. It's not just brother and sister. I mean, this is a family affair here. <laughs> no, the mother's just happy because she's gone through menopause so she doesn't have to worry about getting pregnant god it's just like if you just casually drop something about being in africa like what the hell <laughs> fucking random place to be there you you missionary yeah no speaking kidding. of missionary there you go wow. <laughs> i got a lot i learned that i need to teach you hey smooth skin you're my present this year <laughs> You do a really good follow, Ghoul. Thank you. I'm, I'm impressed. Thank you. Hey, maybe I can get a roll and yeah. follow the next follow game. Like, I can yeah, compete, 2050. Compete against uh, Skyrim Grandma. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, Rob's this radio host. I want to play it quickly because uh, we were talking about um, like the conservative media earlier, mm-hmm. uh, and this is a guy who. Um, like I looked at his name's Ken Matthews, host the Ken Matthews show, and he like I'm looking at his Twitter account, and it's shit like banned voting machines and mm-hmm. uh you know pro Trump anti Biden just shit like ex- exactly what you would come to expect, yeah uh, exactly what you would come to expect is someone who would take over for for Rush Limbaugh, uh so uh, RadioInsight.com that's a you know I keep up with the radio trades one of the websites I frequent they posted a talk. Media Networks has cut ties with host Ken Matthews after comments he thought were being made to his engineer went out live over the air. <laughs> now, I can't, I cannot find anywhere the actual audio of, of whatever it was he said that went out. Um, oh, man. But there is an explanation here. Um, 
and uh, on an apology broadcast and shared online, Matthews said that on his July 12th show, when he was told he was in a break, his mic fed to the network and he made some vulgar comments regarding Hunter Biden's emails that he thought were being told only to his engineer, unaware that they went out over the air. Talk oh media God. network immediately cut ties with Matthews, but will continue to feed best of programs until August 12th. Oh, man. Uh, here's his. It's only a couple minutes long. Here's here's his uh, apology and him trying to explain and justify uh, what happened. Yesterday during my show, you may have heard, depending on where you listen to the Ken Matthews show, you may have heard profanity and vulgarity and conversations that were not meant to be on the air. And I want to apologize for that. I want to try to explain what happened. I mean, I really don't know how everything that was taking place off air during my show yesterday was broadcast. But normally, it, it works like this. I'm, I'm doing the show. You talk, you're talking about something on the show, and then you, you say, we'll be right back, or coming up, or you hear one of those uh, musical things that identify the show. And then the engineer says, clear. That's the time that commercials play. You don't hear me for that several minutes, but it is the time that I have to talk freely and openly to my engineer or whoever. Sometimes it's as mundane as I'm going to get something to eat, I'm going to the bathroom, whatever. Sometimes it's serious. Uh, you could be talking about a movie. You could be frustrated about something, whatever. So when the engineer says clear, I know I'm safe. You're okay to speak freely. Your show's not being broadcast until the next break. Yesterday, one of the things I shared with my engineer, because I presumed I wasn't on the air, were some of Hunter Biden's emails, which they're vulgar and profane and graphic, and I would have never read them on the air. Most of yesterday's entire show, every time I thought I was on a closed microphone, it was being broadcast. This has never happened to me, ever. I've done thousands of shows. I first went on the air when Jimmy Carter was president. Some of you may know I had the honor of filling in for Rush Limbaugh. In fact, about a year ago, I did the final two shows uh, on the EIB network before, before Kleinbach took over. Anyway, back to yesterday's show. We started getting emails in the middle of the show that said, hey, there might be something wrong with your microphone or whatever. No one noticed anything. I presumed it was taken care of. Maybe it was a technical problem, but it was taken care of. Uh, little did I know that the remainder of the show, every time I thought I was only being heard by my engineer, I was being heard by everyone. I do want to apologize if you heard any of that unintentional mess. And uh, yesterday I was on the air. Today I'm not. But I do thank you for listening, and I do hope sometime in the future we'll have an opportunity to talk again. Uh, the, the article concludes in a tweet explaining his exit. Matthew stated he'll continue to pro provide content to right-wing social media platforms, Gab, Rumble, and Truth Social. Of course. <laughs> do, do, you, do you buy any of that, or do you think he's just bullshitting? So I will play the radio guy's devil's advocate. And there's, mm -hmm. there's two ways I see this. So if he's broadcasting from a studio, uh, like an actual on-air studio, then he's a fucking moron. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. When you are on the air in any radio station, it is incredibly obvious when you're on the air. Um, there are uh, lights everywhere that will indicate if you're on the air. You know, like the on-air signs that you see? Those exist. Mm -hmm. Those will turn on. Um uh, when the mics are on in the studio, the, the big speakers, the monitors that are in the studio, th those shut off so they don't feed back into the microphone. So at yeah. that point, you can only hear audio through your headphones. And if he's not sitting behind a board like I am, then he's going to have a panel of uh, it could be as simple as just having an, uh, three buttons on it on, off and cough. And the <laughs> on button will be lit up like all these right. buttons are going to be lit up. So like. You know, if, 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 and if he's not running his own board, then he's going to have a board op who's going to be turning on and off the microphone. So if like a homeboy running the board 
leaves the microphones on through the commercials, it's going to be obvious because then he's not going to hear the commercials playing through the speakers. He's going to hear them only through his headphones. And at that point, you would know mics are hot. Stay quiet. Now, if he's broadcasting from home, then it's not entirely his fault. And it's on the engineer at that point. It's on the board up because that means the, the guy left the channel that uh, Ken Matthews is potted up on. He left it on the whole time and never turned it mm-hmm. off during a break. Um, yeah. What they taught me in broadcasting school is if you, you turn off like your mic, you got to like they call it pot and it's the slider. You got to turn the thing down and then you turn it off. But, you know, right. the way I've always done it and I see others do it is they just leave it up because then they don't have to worry about, you know, adjusting mic levels again. Yeah. Um, and I guarantee you board op guy, no matter how tenured he was, never potted it down and just never also turned it off during breaks. So, yeah, because uh, I've heard things like this happen now. Like I listen to the sports hub every day and they're all they've been like, what's great about radio with modern technology and things of the pandemic is that if radio hosts just don't want to broadcast from the studio, they don't have to go to the studio. Mm-hmm. The sports up right now is being the studios being moved and they're building a new one. So for the next two weeks, everyone on at the station is broadcasting from home and they're afforded such a luxury. But yeah. that, that just means and I've heard this happen a couple times where like there would be a commercial break playing and then you hear like Wallach or someone, John Wallach talking on air. But it's only for a second because at least then a producer catches it. Right. Yeah. So but at the same time, like, you know, it doesn't mean that Ken Matthews is absolved of. Uh, spouting profanities on the air like at that point it's an FCC violation so right yeah I mean I'm basically just wondering like did he just want to read Hunter Biden emails and didn't even think like did he know he was on the air and he's afterwards trying to cover his ass by saying oh I thought I was off the air that is (laughs) a really good question you'd have to be like oh man in terms of like financial security you'd have to be willing to die on that hill like if that's if you that you have to this has to be like a planned (laughs) bit and like hey i'm gonna effectively get myself fired but i want to make sure like everyone can hear this right uh yeah so i don't know if that would have been worth it for him or not but that was that was my thought of oops the the right wing screed i tried to go on was too profane let me blame the engineer yeah rather than rather than just admit i gave a profanity laden right wing screed yeah if, he, if he's at home or broadcasting remote and the engineer just never turned his his channel down or off at any mm-hmm. point during during commercials then uh he at least has some ground to like you could sue the the, the engineer the board op you right. could because that it's not uh, entirely Ken Matthews fault at that point for getting getting fired. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying because of the kind of guy that he is, I'm not supporting him in the least. I'm just saying, I can, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I can see why there's there's two there's two sizes. Like I said, depending on the scenario, uh, there there there's one where he's not 100 percent at fault, but he's still right. There's some okay. fault yeah. to it, but it makes sense. Um, uh, but that's uh. These things shockingly don't happen all that often in radio. When I worked in radio, I think there's only a couple times where like uh like Danielle had to be when I worked there anyway, she was not in the studio with us. She was elsewhere and uh there were a couple times where she was accidentally left up during a commercial break, but it was just as simple as her like saying hello and right, you know, just like quick back and forth. She knew I think enough not to <laughs> jeopardize that. Um, yeah makes sense but uh yeah these things don't happen all that often and uh well like you said it sounds like it's pretty idiot proof it is very (laughs) idiot proof yeah i one time i was running the board for hillman and i accidentally uh i turned uh i turned all the mics down but i left one on and you know like greg started freaking out but i'm like dude the mics are literally down you're fine Mm -hmm. you're fine here i press the button you can start swearing at me now it's all right (laughs) so uh, you're right. It is idiot proof. So, yeah. Um, anywho, there you go. All right. Uh, what a time it has been. Yeah. Eck, thank you for being here. Thank you for doing the old pod with me. Oh, thank you. Always happy to join in when I can. <clears throat> uh, the, the next episode, I, I don't try to plug 
upcoming episodes just because like I'll I'll plug someone's appearance or a plan that we have for the show and then like people drop out and yep. then they don't end up happening but uh potentially the next episode of this podcast will uh a feature fro mm-hmm. that'll be nice uh and then uh someone who has been on the show in a long time but whose voice is in literally every episode uh adam our voice guy oh Hmm. He's done the show with us once before, but his his voice, he, I use him for the imaging for everything. So, oh yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you you hear his voice all the time. He's literally yeah. in every episode. He's just he's actually only ever co-hosted once. Yeah, no, I I I do know him. Also, I just forgot who it was that yeah. does the voice stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I I every once in a while just always reach out. Or I will reach out to him every once in a while just to express my gratitude. Mm-hmm. For him lending his voice and then also confirming he's still okay with uh, yeah. me using yeah. his voice, so because yep. he he does I, he he does it out of the the goodness of uh, his heart, I guess he does it as a yep. you know he doesn't ask for for much out of it. So <laughs> all right, so that's potentially what's coming up. I probably just jinxed it. So. so that'll do it for us thank you for listening we'll talk at you next time see you bye goodbye may not have happened